You're listening to The People's Podcast. I was honest. Was I brutally honest? Yes. But I think that that's the problem. Everybody's so scared to be honest with one another. This is JSC Radio. So, uh, not sure if I remember how to do this or not. It's been a second. And uh, I guess I owe you guys a pretty substantial uh, explanation for where the fuck I've actually been since uh, Valentine's Day. Because, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, your ears do not deceive you. My name is Jay Scott Smith, and I was debating over whether or not this would be the case, but this is the 95th episode of the People's Podcast. This is Jay S.C. Radio. Hi there. How's it going? Jay Scott Smith here. Uh, not going to do the usual intros and everything. I'm saving that for episode 96 when we kind of get back to something a little more normal. Because my life has not been anything resembling normal in a long time. If you're wondering where I'm recording this from, by the way, I am not recording this from the good old fashioned JSC radio studios because those are no more. I am actually at Lincoln University, about 40 miles or so west of Philadelphia, recording this. You'd be amazed what can happen when your equipment can go places. Have show, will travel. But... For those of you who followed the show, those of you who know me, I don't blame you for having fallen off because I just disappeared. I did that rousing 94th episode in Daytona. I had planned on taking like a couple of weeks off to kind of gather myself and get ready for what was supposed to be the third anniversary push. Spring started. We were getting into baseball, NCAA tournament. The whole damn thing has happened in the amount of time I was gone. Baseball season has started. The NBA playoffs have started. Episode 96 will be all over that. Episode 96 is going to be a big time catch up episode. And then we start rolling toward 100 because. uh, Damn it, I'm back. Through everything that has gone on, everything that has happened. And as you can see, this is not a lengthy episode, but it's it's going to hit on a few points. So. My last episode I gave you guys was on Valentine's Day. I was in Daytona. I was in a hotel in Daytona Beach, Florida, a couple days away from the Daytona 500 in the midst of possibly, not possibly, doing one of the biggest shows I'd ever done, one of the biggest podcasts I'd ever done with some major guests. I was going to take a week or two off to kind of get myself reconfigured. I was getting some guests lined up getting a few things right with myself. Had a couple of things personally happen that changed a few things and delayed it. And then when we got into the, what would have been the second week of March, almost a month later and about a week and a half after I had planned on doing episode 95, my aunt, uh, Beatrice Hurd, went into hospice. This was on March 9th. In the middle of the night between March 10th and March 11th, she passed away. It's two days. Beatrice Hurd was like my second mother. And she 
was maybe my second loudest supporter in life next to my mom. She was also my mom's last living sibling. My mother was one of seven kids, and now she's the only one left. Beatrice Heard was 87 years old. She hadn't been well for a while. My uncle passed away a few years ago. She just hadn't been right. My cousin, her son, had passed away due to drugs, which is why I go so hard on drugs, particularly opioids and whatnot on this show and in everywhere else. But, um, yeah, we lost her on March 10th. Well, March 10th into March 11th. And I found out early in the morning of March 11th. About 30 minutes after that, I was kicked out of my apartment. Evicted. I'm going to spare you the longer form version of that story because it's just too personal. Yes, even for me, that's too personal. But also, I don't think a lot of you would get it. And I'd be here for an hour and a half explaining everything. Just know it was a bunch of bullshit that led to me getting evicted from the apartment. A lot of greed, a lot of foolishness, a lot of shady business, a lot of shady behavior. And the next 18 days that followed, I was effectively homeless. When they evicted me from the apartment, it was done in such a fashion, mind you again, it's about 30 to 45 minutes after I found out my aunt has died, that I'm panicked and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I I just throw on an outfit, like literally just throw on a pair of jeans, put on a pair of socks, pair of shoes. I was in the shower. When I say I was in the shower, I was like physically in a towel when they showed up at my door. I didn't even get to put on lotion, so I was out here ashy. And I scramble out of this building to go find out what the hell's going on. I instinctively grab my car keys, my wallet, and my cell phone. I didn't even grab my glasses. I grabbed a baseball cap, a Detroit Red Wing hat. And by the way, welcome back, Steve Eiserman. I, I grabbed a Detroit Red Wing hat and booked it to try to figure out how the hell we can fix this. And in the process of me trying to figure out how to fix this, they locked me out of the apartment and effectively for the next 18 days, particularly the first nine were really bad, I was effectively homeless. I mean, I joke and call it the JSC Radio Studios, but anybody who knows, I recorded it there, mostly. I recorded a few episodes in Detroit. I recorded 94 in Florida. I'm recording this one from Lincoln. and But for the most part, that's where a majority of the shows were done. All my stuff, all my life was in that apartment. My glasses were in there. I was getting over a sinus infection, so my medication was in there. And the complex refused for nine days to let me into the building to get my glasses or my medicine or my work credentials for my multitude of jobs that I have. Couldn't get my backpack, couldn't get extra clothes, couldn't get a suit, and therefore couldn't go to my aunt's funeral. I spent 18 days homeless. I did not spend one night on the street. I will make that very clear. Because here's the fun part. You evicted a dude who effectively has three jobs and actually had money coming in. Plus, I got a ton of help, and I cannot stress how thankful I am to so many of y'all who actually reached out and helped my black ass during that stretch of time, donated to the GoFundMe that I had up and shot me money on Venmo and on Cash App. Cash App, by the way, is the dollar sign J. Scott 1914. You can always holler at me. I'm half kidding there. But for that to have happened and there's two things I'll always remember. I'll remember the people who stepped up and helped me when they didn't have to and I'll remember the people who looked the other way when they could have. 
just know. I don't I don't forget. I remember just like Pepperidge Farm remembers. I remember, too. And those of you who looked out for me, please understand that you're never getting rid of me now ever. Ever. But yeah, I. I I I crashed at people's houses my other current job and this is maybe the only time you'll hear me mention them on here not because I try to keep it secret because some of y'all plenty of y'all know where I work it's just that since the company is not connected to the podcast I tend to keep the two separate because I don't want anybody misconstruing that this is an independent deal but I want to thank Alex Silverman and Christina Hammerschmidt over at KYW I will say that in all honesty that you guys were lifesavers and you supported me and had my back because by the way I was homeless quote unquote I put quote I put quote marks in there because I at least had a place to stay I wasn't on the street I wasn't sleeping at a homeless shelter I wasn't sleeping in my car I spent like a couple nights in a hotel but I wasn't sleeping in my car or anything I wanted I wanted to make sure I thanked but I wanted to make sure I thanked them because they were so understanding and so helpful and so good to me at a time when they could have just said that guy and sent me on my way. I didn't miss a day of work, despite the fact that I technically didn't have a place to go. I stayed with a couple of people, one who was a very good friend of mine, and I am very grateful to the other one who was a friend of mine, and not so much. Again, not for the public consumption. If you want to know the whole story on that, I'm on Twitter, at J. Scott Smith, J-A-Y-S-C-O-2-T-S-M-I-T-H. The show is on Twitter at JSC Radio. Instagram is also at J. Scott Smith. You can slide in the DMs and I might tell you what the hell happened. But for 18 days, I didn't have a place to go. I got help from an unexpected source to help get me through the door to get me into a new place. So the new JSC Radio studios will hopefully be fully functional by the time we get to maybe June. But this has been the trial of a lifetime. Those of you who listen to the show know that the last calendar year was one of the great trials of my life, really starting from February of last year all the way till March 11th and really March 29th when I finally got into a new place and things started to kind of reconfigure themselves. I had some highs and I had some terrible lows and my thing was it changes you when you go through difficulties and rough times and you lose you lose relationships you lose jobs you lose family members you lose your home you lose your sense of self you lose your dignity you've got to be able to be ready to change you got to be ready to do whatever it takes someone who's really really cool drop this quote on me earlier today and I I think it actually is very apropos for my situation is that because I think about it I I was at a point where I had absolutely nothing to lose like the proof song nothing to lose I had nothing to lose and the quote that I heard today which is a great one is people have a whole lot of ingenuity when you ain't got shit and I had to come up with a lot of ingenuity I had to be ready You don't get ready. As the title of this episode is, you stay ready. You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. When I lost my job on February 12, 2018, I wasn't ready for that shit. I wasn't. 
I thought I was. I had no, I had no, no way to fathom that I was truly ready for what would happen afterwards. But I hung on and I hung tough and fought my ass off to the point where all of a sudden I have three jobs. And I'm able to now survive. Plus, you know, I'm always available for consulting and doing workshops and speaking engagements. Holler at me on the various social media outlets for that, too. By the way, I don't volunteer. So if you want me to come through, uh, you don't have to pay. Unless unless it's a charity that's very close to my heart or a nonprofit that's very close to my my heart. Nobody rides for free, bro. But by the time I'd fully come around hell, by the time I got to Daytona, to be honest with you, I was in a different place, a different mindset, a different mind frame. So, yeah, while March 11th was a disastrous day. I showed up on campus here, too, by the way, on March 11th, and I want to thank the people in the mass comm department and Lincoln University for also having my back throughout this time period too. And y'all know who y'all are. It's too many of you to name, thankfully. So I just put the whole lot of you and even some of my students because I've got some really dope students in these two classes. And when it came down to March 11th, while it was as much of a disaster as possible and some wacky shit happened, and I was cut off from my things. Financially, I was at least in the position where I was like, look, okay, you got you to gotta clean this mess up. You got you to get your ass up off the ground. You got to get your ass up off your shoulders and figure out what to do. And after everything I dealt with the previous year, having this happen to me was like it could have easily buried me. I could have just been like, F all this. I'm done. Instead, I got angry. And... I was ready for it. You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. And that doesn't just apply to tough times. It applies to jobs. It applies to anything you do at your studies, work. I've told my students this. Don't get ready. Stay ready. Be ready for anything, whether it's a pop quiz. Be ready if you're out there in the field and you're interviewing somebody and they hit you with a response you're not expecting. I've had it in previous podcasts when I talked to Marion Brooks. He gave me a response I wasn't expecting, and I was able to take it in a different direction. Why? Because I stayed ready. They locked me out of my damn apartment. Cool. I'm in the store buying up toiletries. I run over to Target and get some extra clothes. I make a couple phone calls. I'm able to get a one good friend and one now former friend to look out for me. I had enough money where if push came to shove, I'd be able to get new a hotel, almost at an apartment, a hotel for a couple days. I had enough money to be able to make a security deposit on a place. Why? Because I stayed effing ready. The older I've gotten, the more I've started to realize that people are going to have your back and people are going to invest a whole lot of energy in making sure that you fail, that they take glee and pleasure in your destruction. Not on some, oh, look out for the haters type of shit. No, like, People are generally just awful garbage and they want to take great glee and great pleasure in seeing you suffer and seeing you be miserable. But there's also a way to prevent that. If you're able to get in front of things, it lessens the damage or nullifies it. Yeah, I'm still a little effed up after the whole thing. It's going to sound goofy, but yeah, when I get in the shower, I get kind of nervous now. Maintenance guy came by and knocked on my door one day. It scared the shit out of me. 
but I also knew I wasn't getting booted. I wasn't getting evicted again. I've got a place to sleep. I've got a car to get back and forth to where I got to be. I got clothes. I got, hell, I got three gigs. And I work around some of the best people I've ever worked with. Dead serious. The only way that the only way that the group of people I work with could be better is if DJ Cut Nice were working in the same place with me. I've worked with some great people. I've dealt with some great people. I've worked with some students this semester. It's my first semester teaching. I briefly brought it up back in January, but this is my first semester teaching, and this has been one of the more gratifying and eye-opening experiences I've ever seen and I ever dealt with, and I had no idea that being a teacher would do this. My mom has just been through the roof about me teaching, which I didn't know for years. For years, she wasn't keen on the idea of me teaching. Now, all of a sudden, she flipping loves it. And I can see why she enjoyed doing what she did for so long, because the drive to be there for these kids who need somebody. And I'm not trying to be some superhero. In fact, it would be helpful if there were more men and women like me willing to teach, even if it's not full time, even if it's not at an adjunct, even just mentor and really have some of these kids backs. Maybe one of these episodes before I get to 100, I'll actually talk about the semester experience and everything, because I did teach a podcasting course and these kids are shooting me these podcasts. And boy, oh boy. They are some interesting ones, I'll tell you, but they're all talented as hell. They're all good. They're all good. I got some really talented kids here at an HBCU that'll blow your face away. Yes, I just made that phrase up. And yes, I'm putting those kids over because they deserve it. Because they stay ready. You don't get ready. You stay getting ready. This has been a... This is the type of thing that would have probably wrecked me two years ago. Guaranteed had it happened last summer. I don't know if I'd be sitting here talking to you right now because that's how on the edge I was. And y'all remember how rough it got late last year, even as the podcast itself was taking off day by day. But these last few weeks have been the stuff of nightmares and also the stuff of legend. And I've been able to get out on the other side of it. And now that I'm out on the other side of it, you motherfuckers are never getting rid of me now. You're damn right. This is episode 95. Please understand that episode 96, we get back to business. The NBA playoffs have started. And that team of mine in Detroit went out there and basically did exactly what I expected them to do if their foolish venture into, quote, making the playoffs occurred. Did you really think that you were not going to get me going all the way off, spelled A-W-F, off, I've been in Philly too long, off on that? Did you really think I wasn't going to touch on Michigan State getting to the Final Four? Did you really think I wasn't going to hit on all this fun stuff. I didn't even get a chance to touch on Jussie Smollett. Okay, maybe that's not the best term to use, but roll with me here. I didn't get to talk about Jussie Smollett. I didn't get to have a whole lot of the fun that's been going on and a lot of the craziness and a lot of the BS that's been happening in our society because I've been climbing out of my own shit for the better part of the last three months. There's no excuse for me having gone this long without cracking open a microphone and saying something. For those of you who've continued to follow me and support me on social media, thank you. Damn it, thank you. Your boy is back. 
coming soon as well. The YouTube page will start getting populated with some more best of, some more interviews, and some more some more moments of this show of the last three years because we missed the three-year anniversary. The three-year anniversary actually was three days after the eviction. Go figure. And it was, uh, it's time now. We're going to be four episodes shy of 100 after this. And I'm going to get to 100 and then to 125, 150, 175, 200 as far as I got to go. This podcast had so much momentum in 2018 into 2019, and it takes a second to get it back, I know. But that's why I'm here. I'm here to get it back. So to those of you who supported me and had my back and have wondered where the hell the podcast is, where the hell I've been, you've seen me around, you're thinking I'm not bringing it back. It's back. It's definitely back. And so am I. Thank you to all of you who've had my back, whether you're in Philly or Detroit or Atlanta or D.C. or L.A., or Chicago, or anywhere else around the country, New York, Boston, anybody who's had my back. Some of you know exactly who you are. And to those of you who haven't had my back, for those of you who took pleasure in watching me suffer, wanted to mock me when I told you my aunt died, wanted to mock me when I was without my glasses, want to make fun of me and try to kick me when I'm down, talk to me like I'm nothing, think just because of the situation I'm in, suddenly you have all the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. Thinking that you've got all the solutions, thinking that you can talk to me any old story that you're better than me. You. That's all you get. Because that's all you're worth. Because I'm still here and I never have to get ready. Because my ass always stays ready. Thank you to those who have my back and support me. Thank you to those of you who've always supported this show. Thank you to those of you who are listening right now. My name is J. Scott Smith telling you to take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pet spayed or neutered. And when you get an opportunity, make sure you show some love to those who might be out of a home because homelessness happens quickly and it can be as little as one paycheck or one simple change in your life away from becoming a reality. I got lucky. I'm not on the street. I didn't have to sleep on the floor in this in this office that I'm in. I didn't have to sleep in my car. I got lucky. There are hundreds of thousands of people right now who were not as fortunate as I am, who are not as blessed as I am, who are not as hell as lucky as I was to have not ended up in that position so be sure to think about that when you see somebody out on the street think of giving to the Red Cross think of checking out a homeless organization in your city and see what you can do to look out for others this is episode 95 of JSC radio and damn it your boy is back in business the month of may we get rocking and then we head into the summer and hopefully by the time we get to june we're talking about a 100th episode until next time goodbye everybody you're listening to the people's podcast i was honest was i brutally honest yes but i think that that's the problem everybody's so scared to be honest with one another this is j s c radio
heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.